Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Next Chapter with myself, your host, Gabe Baltier. Guys, I hope everyone's doing well. Everyone is staying safe. Guys, a couple of quick reminders before we get into today's episode. Wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's on Spotify or iTunes podcast, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. It really means a lot to us here at The Next Chapter Podcast. We love the support. We love the listens you guys give to us. So please make sure to hit that subscribe button. With that being said, guys, we have a very special and interesting episode for you guys today. Nick Lebrano, one of my close friends and colleagues from Ithaca College, is going to be joining us on the show today. He's actually joined us on the show before, but today we're going to be talking about some serious topics. We're going to be talking about the fear of the unknown. I think a lot of us in today's day and age get scared about things that have yet to happen or things that are going to, that might happen in the future that we aren't sure about. So that being said, guys, please welcome my good friend and today's guest, Nick Lebrano. Here we go. So welcome back, Nick, to the next chapter. Appreciate it, brother, coming on the show again. It's my pleasure, bro. Uh, You've been on the show before. We had you on the opening... Opening episode of 2021. The year, yeah. <laughs> I may have returned about four months later. I know. We need to. Get, you, I mean, for the listeners, Nick is is someone that has you know is one of my close friends and and has a really cool story. Mm-hmm. Um, and today's topic is going to be something that I think really needs to be talked about. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um, so we're going to be talking about just just the fear of the unknown. Um, I think you and me both deal with this kind of. I think like so, it's a, it's an anxiety level. <laughs> yeah, of of not knowing what can happen in the future, um, mm-hmm. and, and we talk a lot about this on the show. You know, we talk a lot a lot about our how full our brain is when it comes to creating a false reality. And do you know what yeah. I mean when I, when I say like false reality? Oh yeah, just like your brain like giving you like a false sense of what's really going on, kind of thing. Exactly, like mm-hmm. our our brains, and this is like everybody when we're worried about something whether it's a job interview or like for example sports match or anything our brains tend to go negative first and create this scenario that hasn't even happened yet Mm -hmm. which it makes it 10 times worse for yourself exactly it it makes it 10 times worse for yourself and it's in their brain is so powerful that it makes that scenario seem so real it's like oh my Mm -hmm. god like this is gonna happen It, it makes so much sense but in reality, it's like you have no idea what's going to happen. That's yeah. like you can't worry about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what, you you got to take it like a step at a time, a day at a time. So when you start jumping to conclusions, that's, I think that's where you lose yourself. Right. Exactly. Like here's a great example. I remember this, you know, from our freshman year days uh, last year. So for uh, ICTV, you know, we everybody wants to be – you know, on, on air, on air. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I remember I signed up, I think it was like a Monday and I had, to, I had the, you know, uh, interview and audition on Friday. All I thought about for four days until Friday afternoon was, was that audition? Was that audition? Exactly. So many scenarios going through my brain, all of them negative. I was like, what if I mess up on air? What if I don't, what if I don't make the cut? You know, what if they don't like me? What if my hair doesn't yeah. look good? All these things. And I was stressing for four days about nothing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you, where I was making up these scenarios that in the grand scheme of things, that's nothing. too. It, exactly. Like I was putting these negative thoughts in my head for, for no apparent reason. There was no reason to put stress on myself. You know what yeah. I mean? 
Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean because I do the same thing. Especially, I I think I think I did a lot more last semester, especially with not knowing what to expect with like the sports auditions and everything, getting acquainted into college or whatever. But you still deal with it a lot this year. Where um, I remember a few weeks ago, I was selected to call the Dryden game, the high school game. Right. And, like the whole week, I was super nervous. I'd never called a live play-by-play game before. Right. And, and so I had no clue what to expect, especially at a high school that's 20 minutes outside of campus. Like, what? I don't know. I didn't know what to expect in my surroundings. I didn't know what to expect mid-game. Like, what if I screw up? It was, I get you so harp on it because you've never done these kind of things before. Or, like, it's just you don't know what the outcome of that situation is going to be, that it just consumes you. Exactly. And I think, you know, besides you and me, I think a lot of people tend to deal with this where they, they start thinking about the future and they immediately go negative. And, and I wonder, yeah. and I wonder why that is like, is it like, you know, obviously there's a, an explanation, but it seems to be that a lot of people just jump to the, to the scariest conclusion possible. You know what I, I think mean? it's like an instinctive evolutionary thing on like our end where if you prepare yourself for the ultimate worst, the outcome may not be so bad anymore. Right. And I, regardless of if the outcome is just slightly bad, then it's not as bad as what you were putting it out to be, where it's just like the end of the world types doomsday scenarios. Right. Right. And I think, you know, I mean, here's, a, here's another example. So my mom recently got knee surgery. So she tore her ACL mm-hmm. about a year and a half ago. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. She, she's doing much better now. But so she tore her ACL. And then about a couple of months ago, or actually a month ago, she had to go back and, and just get it, you know, fixed up. And, my mom does this thing where like just you and me, like the, the worst scenario possible. Let's put the worst scenario possible out there first. And she was like, yeah, she was like, if I die under, you know, anesthesia and don't come back, you know, here's what I want you to know. Like, I was like, ma, you're going under for 20 minutes. Like this isn't, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not going to be a couple hours. Right. Like you're not going for heart surgery or, or any massive, you know, surgery. You're just going for a quick scope of the knee, knee. clean up. Yeah. And immediately it was boom, death. Like, wait a minute, hold on, you, you skipped a couple steps here. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're mm-hmm. skipping, you know, this is a 30-minute surgery. It's not in, in the hospital. It's at an orthopedic surgeon, yeah. you know, pediatric whatever place. And it's mm-hmm. not – it's it's a 20-minute surgery. They're not going into your heart. They're not going any big organs. They're going into your knee. It's just your knee. It's just your knee to still get your ACL pretty much. Right. But immediately, like, as I decided to drive her there, she was thinking straight death. And I was like, wait yeah. a minute, like, whoa, 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 like, where did this come from? You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, again, it's that fear of the unknown we're talking about where it's like, what is actually going to happen when you go under anesthesia, especially if, like, if you're somebody who's never been under before. Right, exactly. Like the whole idea of just like something putting you to sleep like that's scary because it's not natural. Right. So, and it's, un- it's unknown to you. And right. And that goes hand in hand with that fear of the unknown. And I think it plays into hand in hand with like another thing where it's like, like levels of anxiety. Right. I think as a culture, um, and especially in our generation, and maybe maybe started the generation before us with the millennials, I think mental health is something that's become a lot more mainstream, checking out on your mental health. But what's also come mainstream is recognizing like a lot of anxiety syndromes. Right. That I think a lot of people suffer from, even if they aren't willing to like acknowledge that they do suffer from it. Um, this fear of the unknown comes from the, this, that level of anxiety that a lot of people tend to have and a lot of people just are afraid to admit that they have right and, and I 100% agree with that I think with anxiety comes there's different levels to it you know there's people that have you know minor anxiety which isn't too crazy and they can handle but then you have other people on the complete that are medicated right that are that are medicated because it, it gets so out of hand that 
they, you know, they break down, they have panic attacks, they have, you know, th- they need medication to calm themselves yeah. down. And there's so many types of anxiety disorders, whatever it's like just generalized anxiety disorder to a PTSD, oh, OCD. Like these are all different kinds of anxiety disorders that could be mild to severe. And I think, you know, with me speaking, me personally, like, you know, I, I deal with OCD. And so that means mm-hmm. I have a fair share of anxiety. But what the great thing is, is that, you know, I've like come to terms with my OCD and actually like I've been working on my OCD and how to overcome like, you know, Hey, if this freaks me out or if I'm feeling anxious, like I found like loopholes per se. You give yourself solutions. Yeah, exactly. I've found like ways to like cope with it, you know, whether it's like working mm-hmm. out, listening to music, going on walks, going on runs, yeah. you know, hanging with friends. Like, and so that's why I think it's so important is like, this is kind of like a, a tip for everybody is if you're, if you're going through a stressful time or a time where you're just like freaking out because you're so anxious, you know, find something that's going to help you calm down. And it may not help you mm-hmm. like completely calm down, but it'll at least get your mind off whatever you're thinking. Yeah. It's also a lot easier said than done to oh, find those resources. Yeah. Like just off personal experience, like I suffer from basic generalized anxiety disorder. Um, I like anxiety is something I've pretty much dealt with since the beginning of high school like panic attacks, that kind of thing, like oh, severely overthinking things to a point where it becomes unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I've been dealing with since the start of high school. Still deal with it today. Maybe not as – it's not as – I think it got to an all-time worst second semester last year. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because around the time we started hanging out. <laughs> um, but that was when I was probably at a worst. I'm a lot – I feel like I'm definitely a lot better now than I was, say, then. But it's still something that, like, you struggle with all the time, just in, having – like, dealing with, like, anxiety like that. Um but like easy, easier said than done to find things to co- help you cope because it gets get to a point where you have to accept what's going on to be able to acknowledge that you need to find something that can help you. And finding that something that can help you takes time because it's not, it's not just sometimes it's not just right in front of you. Exactly. And I think the biggest thing is like I 100% agree with what you said that it's easier said than done, right? Because mm-hmm. I, like for, for you and me, like I can't – when you're going through a panic attack – I can't be like, Nick, stop panicking. It's like, I'm not in your shoes. You know what I mean? No, you can't. Yeah. Saying, telling somebody to stop having a panic attack. It's not going to have, it's, <laughs> it's not magic. Like, Oh, my panic attacks over. Right. It's, it's more than that. Like the person having the panic attack doesn't want to be having the panic attack just as much as you don't want them to be having. Right. It. It's like, it's like, you know, I always give this example when I talk about mental health and mental health awareness is like, it's just like, it's, it's very different or yeah. Hold on. Let me, yeah. It's different from like when you break a bone or get a cut, right? When, you, when yeah. you break a bone, it's like, oh, my God. Like, obviously, it's very clear that this person just broke a bone. You can see it snapped or when or someone falls off their bike. You can see, oh, my God, there's a cut. They're bleeding, right? Yeah. But when, when it comes to mental health and anxiety, it's like the person could be – It's not just out there. It's not out there. They could be walking to, to CC or terraces with headphones in the ears and you have – and you could walk past them and you could have no idea that that person just came from – that's leaving their, from their dorm that just had a, a, a panic attack for the past 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's why that's why I think mental health is so important because it doesn't it doesn't unless you're like explicitly close to that person or hang out with that person constantly, you don't just it's not like you're gonna just pick it off. Right. You know, like you're just gonna see it. Like it's it's like a hidden it's like a hidden illness, like a hidden killer kind of thing. Where it's not always right in front of you. Yeah. And that's what's so dangerous about it. it, it I mean, that's I think, you know, that's why one of the biggest things we like to talk about on the show is, is mental health and mental health awareness. Because it, it is that that hidden killer, like that people, you know, just can walk through a, a crowded room and nobody will pick up on the signs that that person's going through something. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like nobody, mm-hmm. and and that's what's so scary. It's like I mean, I've been through this too. I remember when I was in high school, uh, sophomore year. It was my. It was like the worst year. I was going through, uh, like just serious depression, and OCD was kicking up to an all time high. And it was, and nobody like picked up on it. I mean, of course, you know, my my family picked up on it, of course, but you know, nobody, none of my friends, you know, girlfriends, any of like that, nobody noticed it. Yeah, and that's what's so scary. And I think that's why talking about mental health, we'll go back into the fear of the unknown. I think these all play, this all plays hand in hand. But I think that's why having a discussion about your mental health and your fears, your anxieties is so important and shouldn't be shied away from. Oh, yeah. Where I feel like a lot of people, for some reason, just have this like stigma that they can't talk about their mental health. Right. And it's something that a lot of people need to get over. And is reinforced the stereotypes you see on TV. Like, for example, something that really bothered me um, had to have been back before the NFL season started. So Dak Prescott, you know the story about Dak Prescott's brother? Uh, no, I actually don't. Dak, so Dak Prescott's brother ultimately, like, unfortunately committed suicide, something like that. So Dak Prescott um, started a campaign about pro-mental health or whatever and, like, was openly talking about his mental health and his battle with currently going on with depression after what happened with his brother. And you know Skip Bayless is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skip Bayless had the audacity to go on air saying Dak Prescott uh, shouldn't be the starting quarterback of a team because he has deals with a mental health issue, so he can't be a leader. Wow. This happened, this happened in, I think, right before the NFL season kicked off. Wow. Holy cow. This is really recent. That... And I'm still amazed that Skip Bayless has a job. The... I, have, I can tell you with confidence, I have not watched an episode of Skip Bayless' show since that air. I refuse to watch him as a sportscaster. I have no respect for him as anybody like going, being able to say something like that out loud. That but is on. That is part of the stigma that a lot of people seem to have surrounding their mental health. People don't want to talk about it because there are people like that out there that are just going to put it down like it's not an important issue or just like that man up approach. Or it's like, oh, does something happen? Man up about it. I mean, that is it's not that easy. unbelievable. That's Skip Bayless. And, and I've watched Skip Bayless for, for quite some time because, you know, we're both sports fanatics and I see him all the time yeah. with, with Shannon Sharp. But that is wow. I mean, Shannon Sharp was stunned when he said it. So you, can find the, you can find the clip on YouTube <laughs> yeah. from the recording. I here. mean, I could send it to you. It's like whacked out. That is insane. That, like, that blows my mind. Really blows my mind that, that Skip Bayless has the audacity to say that about Dak Prescott. Because here's the thing. There are so many leaders, not just in sports, but in business and, and other places in this, in this workforce, in this world, that deal with mental health issues and are yeah. on top of their game. Like mm-hmm. It's incredibly common, and it's not like something that people should just be dismissing. Yeah, and also, it, just because you deal with depression or anxiety or OCD or any of that doesn't mean you – you know, you can't be a leader or anything, or you can't no, lead a not team. At all. It's, like, it's just something you, you deal with. Like, I remember, like for me, I had severe OCD and anxiety. Dude, I captained my, my varsity soccer team my senior year, and I was a great leader, you know? Like, things like mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, because, you know, of course, he went through a traumatic experience. He's going through, you know, a very hard time because he lost his brother. Doesn't mean you doesn't, can't be a doesn't leader. Doesn't mean you can't be, you know, a QB and a leader. That's, that's... And you know what? I think like going through situations like that makes you more of a leader because you have so much more like life story wise to base things off of and to base your leadership skills off of because you've you've been through stuff, yeah, kind of thing. You knew, you understand what's happening more than another person. Oh, a hundred percent. Especially when it comes to like empathy and compassion. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like people that go through that type of stuff, like are probably the probably the best choice for leaders. Better people, and they're better yeah. people because. 
not only can they lead, but they're leading because they know how other people's how other people feel, and they can tap into that yeah. emotional side and lead with that emotional side. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but nevertheless, of what Skip Bayless said about being a leader and mental health or whatever, it's just important that people get rid of the stigma surrounding, um, like just a- basic anxieties or just anxiety disorders and depression, because it doesn't mean you're less of a person or less of a man or less of a woman kind of thing. You don't you don't need to listen to that. All, in my opinion, it's all bullshit. yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's really crazy. I mean, I can't even I can't believe that Skip Bayless would say something like that on live yeah. TV nonetheless Mm -hmm. but anyway let's get back to to this fear of the unknown and i think this is something that you know a lot of people deal with and this you know all wraps into mental health awareness but i'm going to ask you nick like where do you think like do people our age get the most like scared or worried about type of stuff i I definitely think it's future the future right now being in college especially when you move away from home to go four hours away to go to college like you and me both chose mm-hmm. to um when you choose that you're in a very like unsteady period of time in your life like these four years are the they're supposed to be the best four years of your life they're also the most unsteady in terms of you're living in a different situation with every year uh you really aren't working you're studying these are also the most formative years of your life where these life skills that you're learning currently are what you're going to be taking with you forever right these are the life skills you're going to be looking to go forward and that being said, it's still such an unsteady period of time. You're not consistently living in one location or learning one thing or doing one thing. Um, you're kind of, it's, oh, things are always rapidly changing and evolving around you while you're in college. And when you think about the future, um, you want that sense of stability. But right now, being a sophomore in college, like at 19, 20 years old, it's scary to think about what, it, what am I supposed to be doing in five years from now when I'm out of college and I have to be living on my own. And I'm not a dependent anymore. I think our age range, the fear of the unknown stems a lot of anxieties around that. Like, what is going to, what, what am I actually, what, what's going to be the case when I actually have to go live on my own the next few years? When I graduate college in two years, like, what am I supposed to do? Find a, what, how am I supposed to find a job? How am I supposed to pay these bills on my own? Right, right. Yeah. And I think that's, that's so true. I think, you know, when we go to college, it's, you know, one to learn about ourselves and, and learn life lessons and, learn about the, the real world. But I think sometimes we get a little sidetracked because of the fear of the unknown. We're like, oh crap, you know, when I get out of college, I got to have a six figure paying job and I got to have a house and I got to, you know, get married and I got to start raising, start raising a family. A family. It's all these things. It's like, wait a minute. Like, you know, you don't have to do that immediately out of college. Mm-hmm. And I think those are people, but like, you, you know, yeah, but like from what we're taught, it seems like that's exactly what you have to right. do. That's not the case. And you don't, obviously it takes time to get on your feet. Right. Uh, if you're out of school, like, you know, one expects you to be out of school and immediately set up in a house with a, with a six figure job. It takes time to build yourself up, to get yourself situated into the workforce. like that. Right. And I think you're right that the people, you know, the people of all us, like parents and, and, you know, adults say like, Hey, you know, this is what, it, this is what you have to do. And if you don't do this, then everything's going to go to shit. Like you need to get a job out of college and you need to have a family you need to get married. You need to, you know, have a, either run a business or you're, building up to being a, a CEO and making six figures, it's like, whoa, 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 slow down. Like th- there's no, mm-hmm. there's no time limit. Like you can, people get to wherever they're needed to be in the time frame that they need to get there. You know, of course. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be doing all of this in the next three years. Right. You have time. Exactly. Like, you know, maybe of course, you know, if somebody gets lucky and they work really hard 
and you know they start a business and it takes off and they're 23 that's fantastic that's awesome. you know but there's other people like you know if you want if you know let's take example like example for one of our friends you may see like jeremy gets a, a, a you know a entry-level job for the knicks like boom but he's like in paid six figures. That's okay because eventually he's going to get up there and work in. He's going to work his way right. there. He's in an entry level job. He's fresh out of college. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like everybody's on a different level, and it's and not everybody's yeah. going to be on the same level when it comes to you know getting out of college. But I think you're right that people our age get scared when it comes to the fact it's like oh like I need to get a job or if I don't get a job it's you know everything's going to go downhill from there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, you're so afraid everything's just going to go to shit. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think the biggest thing that for me and what I've learned, and, and this is like besides like, you know, college and, and getting a job outside of college is like one of the best lessons that I've learned from quarantine and this whole coronavirus thing and everything that's been going on and, you know, going to online school and taking the semester off is like one of the biggest things you can do to help not worry about the fear of the unknown is stay in the present. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just like be in the now. And I know, I know I talked about this on a, a, like way back in the old episodes but being in the present is so important. Like it is one of the most important things. I remember like right before second semester started, um, you, Noah, and Noah Haberman came over. And we were yeah. all talking. We were just chilling, having a great time. And like before you guys came, I'll admit, like I was worried about second semester. It's like I don't know what I'm going to do. What, what, you know, am I going to go back to school? Am I not going to go back to school? Am I going to take the semester off? Mm-hmm. All these things. And then you guys came and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be here with my, with my friends in the now and not worry about what's going to happen in two months, three months, whatever. You know what I mean? No, yeah. And I think it's something I try to do. I was talking to Noah. I talked to Noah Haberman, our friend Noah Haberman, mm-hmm. about it relatively frequently, about like living in the present and trying to just stay like dealing with what we're doing now and not be so consumed with the future. It's something I struggle with personally. Um, any everyone always is telling me that I need to slow down. <laughs> um, I'm constantly, I'm constantly trying to think like three steps ahead and plan everything out three steps ahead. Um, Cause I feel like I'm benefiting myself by just planning everything out to a T and worrying about everything that could go wrong and trying to tie up my loose end. So it doesn't where I don't end up enjoying where I am now. Cause I'm too focused on the future. Right. And it stems from that fear of the unknown in the future kind of thing of, Oh, I might fuck this up. So it's a, I have to, fix that right i have to make sure that doesn't happen and i spend too much time planning for the future that i don't live in the now and as my parents are telling me to get like you need to stay like where you are currently and enjoy what you're doing right now before you can focus on what you want to do going forward yeah and i and i agree with you you know that, that like you and i are very similar to the fact that like i wish i like do as much as i can especially during the day or even the week and then i'm always planning like two or three steps ahead like what am i going to do tomorrow what's my workout going to be what I'm, yeah, I'm always planning for tomorrow and I'm not living in today. Right, exactly. And that's what I've been kind of like learning about myself is like, okay, how can I like, you know, tomorrow is tomorrow and whatever's going to happen is going to mm-hmm. happen. What can I just do now, right now in this moment to just relax, keep, just do what I'm doing, whatever it is, and just focus on that. Not focus on what's going to happen, you know, three hours from now or a day from now or yeah. two days from now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't allow I, – I, I struggle with allowing myself to just, like, take a break, like, breathe mm-hmm. for, like, a minute. I constantly feel like I have to be doing something right now so I don't have to do it later. Right, right, right. And that's something I, I need to be – I'm learning to deal with being okay with taking a break, putting it all put, – put my – if an assignment's on Doodle Friday, put it off to Wednesday. You don't have to do it Monday. Right. You know? And that's something – especially coming into this semester, I was getting all my work done that would be done at the, at the end of the weekend. I was getting it done, like, Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> wow. But at that point, when you do that, then Wednesday, Thursday, it's like, 
what do I, and then I'm like struggling, like fidgeting around like, oh, I don't, what am I doing now? What could I be doing right now? I need to be doing something productive right now. And I couldn't figure it out. And it's because I didn't leave, I didn't leave myself anything to do. Right. Right. Because I was too busy not being able to live in the present. Like, I think today was a nice change for me because my original plan was to, um, when we were to go to the farmer's market for like an hour, come back here, work out, do this with right. you. Um, I can say that me and Jeremy spent way more time in the farmer's market than we intended to. <laughs> um, we ended up getting breakfast. So we sat there. We sat by the like Cayuga Lake and just talked for a little bit. And then instead of coming back and immediately jumping into my workout, I went upstairs and watched baseball with Jeremy for an hour. Then I got on here. So it's not my day is not as I thought it would be in the morning. But like I'm I'm content with the fact that I did I just enjoyed myself today. Yeah. Um, and I allowed myself to enjoy myself instead of planning every every fucking second out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the thing is like you know I. I get this from my dad because my dad is someone that loves to plan things. Like he plans his day out from when he wakes up to when he goes to bed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's always like, okay, 11 o'clock this, 12 o'clock this, one o'clock this. And like, that's where I was like, okay, I don't want to be like that. Like, of course I'll have things I want to do. Like, you know, okay, I have a meeting at this time. I want to work out at this time. I want to record at this time. So I'll put like things out there that I want to do at a specific time. But besides that, it's like, I've been learning how to just kind of go with the flow. Like if my workout runs, you know, 30 minutes over that I, when I thought it was supposed to end, I'm like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if I, that's fine. you know, like if I go on a walk, like I'm probably going to go on a walk today. Like if I go out for a walk, like over an hour, it's like, perfect. Like I didn't, I didn't expect to go for again more, you know, two or three hours, but if it goes over that, that's amazing. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it, it's something that stems from my anxiety pretty much of why I need to plan everything out. Like I do. Um, or like when I get super anxious, I need to talk through myself. Why? Why I just need to talk through. So I need someone to help me talk through right. what's going on and like what I'm anxious about and how I can fix that. And I tend to see the like a trend of when my anxiety happens. It's because I did something I didn't plan on doing. Right. Right. Um, and it's all stems from that exactly what we were talking about before. That fear of the unknown of oh, if I miss this, what's going to happen? Right. And, and it's totally um, understandable. It's something. It's just something I struggle with, and I'm trying to. I've well, I've been working on, and it's definitely gotten better. Quarantine's taught me a lot of lessons this last year. <laughs> yeah. About how to deal with it. I mean, I think which is really nice. You know, whenever people ask me, like, "Oh, like, wasn't this pandemic quarantine crazy and insane?" I was like, "Yeah, it was. It was pretty intense." But I always tell them this. I always say I would have never learned the life lessons I have learned today if it weren't for that quarantine. If it weren't for school being put online and us not being mm-hmm. able to travel and me being able having to like just be in my hometown with my family for, you know, God knows how yeah, long. like four or five, six months, whatever. But I learned so much in those six months about myself, how to like, you know, work on my OC and anxiety, all that stuff. It would have probably taken two or three years more if to even learn these lessons, mm-hmm. but I learned them because of quarantine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so important. I think, you know, one of the biggest things about the fear of the unknown is like, that's what life is. Like, you don't know what life is going to hand you. And that's, and it's scary. You know, it's scary to me. And it's mm-hmm. scary to a lot of people. It's like, it's scary. It's scary to everybody. You know? And it's like, you, you have no idea, you know, but the cool thing is, is that you don't have any idea. Like if you told me a year ago today that I would be, you know, at home, like having three jobs and two internships and I'd be taking the semester off. I'd be like, you are nuts. You are high as a kite. There is no way mm-hmm. I'm going back to school. I want to be with my friends on campus. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and look where you are now. Are, and you're better. Exactly. For it. Like mm-hmm. if you had told me 
you know, that I would be, you know, lifting over 400 pounds. I'm like, you're nuts. That's impossible. Like, that's what life is. It's like, we have no idea where it's going to bring us. And it's scary. Don't get me wrong. It's so scary. Mm -hmm. But it's also super interesting because then it throws things at you that are life-changing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I think the big thing about the whole pandemic this year was that it forced almost everybody to confront themselves. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. You had to confront yourself. And if you saw something you needed to change, you were a lot of the time to fix whatever you wanted to fix. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that I took advantage of that. Um, I think I'm better for it physically and mentally. <laughs> I, I could say with confidence that um, if you told me a year ago that I'd be right now, I'd be down 30 pounds. Where I was. Also, hold on. Quick, I quick break you. here. I just want to. I just want to give a huge congratulations to Nick. Nick has lost thirty pounds in less than a or yeah, less than a year. A, it's a, about, it's a, about a, year, a year, and that is phenomenal. Big congrats to you, man. That that is amazing. I know. I know. I texted you about it um, the other day. Yeah. When you when you saw my picture. Yeah, I was guy, like, yeah. holy cow, this kid looks phenomenal. I mean, Jesus, like. I need a haircut. <laughs> but, besides yeah. that, but, I mean, like that is an amazing 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 accomplishment you know a big congratulations mm-hmm. to you brother yeah and i'm gonna start I, that was just off cows <laughs> so i'm gonna start go, i'm gonna start lifting soon again um probably within the next probably starting next yeah, week but, uh, i'm gonna start going to the gym and lifting again which is gonna be a that's plus. gonna be huge man that's gonna be a, and then when we're yeah. all back at campus next semester i mean oh it's just gonna be giant <laughs> lift sessions but you know i think you're right about the fact that you know quarantine like you, it made you face your fears and made you face like whatever yeah. demons or things that were going on in your life. It's like, Hey, you're stuck in your house and you can't go outside and you can't avoid it by going to parties or hanging out with friends or going on a vacation. It's like, you got to handle your shit now and you have mm-hmm. five, six months to do it. So you might as well do it now and get it over with and, and start working at whatever is bothering you. You'd be wasting your time. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, like, the the biggest thing, and I think you know you can agree with this too, is like those five months I worked on myself immensely, all the, all the time. Oh yeah. And if it weren't for me being stuck in my house, I don't think I would have had the motivation to to keep working and keep pushing on bettering myself. Mm-hmm. I can I can say with certainty that everyone that we're hanging out with here, the six of us that are mm-hmm. back, I can say with certainty that everybody here is you can see a noticeably way different. Like everyone in a way is different than they were last semester. Like for example, with Jeremy, Jeremy's like, I'd say 15 times more social than he was last time we were here. He, it's just like all these people, like you can see all these things that quarantine changed about everybody. And I think everyone was able to work on themselves for the better. I mean, and you could just, I think it's just a maturity thing. I think like you could just see we're going 19 or all 19 going on 20. And you could see that we've we hit that level of maturity maybe a little faster than we would have if we were if we didn't have to go home and just sit in our houses. I think we were just confronted with reality a little. Oh quicker. yeah, I think that a hundred percent. You know, that's like the thing that you know. I'm for the listeners, Nick and our friend group. I joined the friend group about like a year ago, exactly, maybe a little over a year ago. But the reason a little over you you yeah. were hanging out with us starting. I I'd say like late yeah, January, like late January, and you know we were all you know freshmen, seventeen, eighteen years old, like going out and. I knew, like, I just had a feeling in that friend group that this was where I was supposed to be, but we were all going to mature at a very fast rate because of Corona. And like, I Mm -hmm. am forever grateful that you guys are like, I'm part of this friend group and you guys are one of my closest friends because everyone in that friend group is completely different, but in such a good way. 
Like everybody's like, yeah, and everyone's so supportive oh, of yeah. each other. Like, everybody's like, you know, like when quarantine started, like Dylan, Noah, and I, and everybody were like hey, talking about lifting, and everyone's getting fitter. Like, you know, Jeremy and I were talking about like the, the George Floyd thing happened. Like Jeremy was very upset, so we mm-hmm. were all like talking with him. Like everybody was with each other, and like it wasn't just like you know three of us matured, and then the rest of us didn't mature. It's like, dude, everybody leveled up, and everybody went up yeah. to another level that is like amazing. It's truly amazing. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. I'm just and I'm so happy for it. I I can't wait next year. We're living together. I mean, it's so gonna be amazing. It's gonna be a blast next semester once we're all back. And it's like it's crazy. We're gonna be twenty. Yeah. And I feel like that's an age milestone that I've always like thought of. Like a uh, twenty. That's such a while away. Well, twenty. I'm gonna be twenty in six months. I mean, from it's now. insane. Not even five months from now. It's April. It, you know that. The so... thing is, is like you know, and I, and this is what I love about our friend group. And I hope the listeners find people like this too. Is like, you know, we have fun, you know, we, we're going to definitely go out and, and, you know, have a good time, but like, we know mm-hmm. how to party, but then also in the back of our minds, actually in the front of our minds, we have goals, we have aspirations, we have that work ethic where it's not like we're just going out. We know when we know we need to put exactly. it aside. Like we know when it's time to like, okay, we'll go out, you know, Friday, that's great. But then come su- Saturday, Sunday, when you, when we're doing play by play for the football team, it's like, okay, we got to turn, we got to switch it off and we're going into we're going to sacrifice this night. We're going to go prepare to go broadcast exactly. tomorrow. And that's, and that's what's like it. What I love about this friend group is like, it's not just like two or three people. It's like everybody. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like everyone's like, mm-hmm. okay, you guys got a, a play by play tomorrow. It's like, okay, let's just stay in. We'll hang out, you know, watch some football, watch some basketball, watch some baseball, chill. Everyone's in bed by like one, 12 o'clock, 1am. Like that's, that's like, yeah. And like, we got people on sports teams now. What, two, yeah, two, two of, of us. us are. So Noah and, and Max. Noah and Max are both rowing. So, so that we're going to have that also to look I mean, forward it's, to. I it's, mean, it's, you know, that's what makes, you know, the fear. Also, bring it back to the fear of the owner. It's like when you have a supportive group like that, when you have people around you that, you know, if you are worried, you are anxious, you are nervous about something. It's like when you have that supportive group around you, it makes it – it actually helps you. When you, when you start thinking about stuff that you are scared or worried or anxious about, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't have to hesitate to talk to somebody. You know that this is a, this is a space where you can, you can speak what's on your exactly. mind. Exactly. And these are people that want you to feel exactly. better. That they want to provide the resources to help you be the best you you can be. And that does ease the fear of your future, the fear of the unknown a little better because everyone's in it together to everyone's in it together to have a better exactly future. exactly well nick this is all the time we've got today brother i really appreciate you coming on and taking the time man no problem um man. have me on of course you want. we'll definitely have you back on very uh soon hopefully soon um maybe we'll even mm-hmm. do it in person that'd be even cooler if we did that in person well, that'd, be, that'd be so that'd be awesome um, you gotta come you gotta come up to Ithaca, yeah well man. the weather's looking it's looking pretty good maybe maybe shane and i will will, will uh carpool together head, head up to ithaca That'd be, that'd be All right, brother. Well, thank you, man, and uh, take it easy. No problem. All righty, peace out. See ya. All right, guys, that was all for today's episode of The Next Chapter. Hope you guys learned something. Hope you guys took something away from this episode. I think it is very important that we understand the fear of the unknown, and we don't worry about it. We can't put our energy towards not knowing what's going to happen in the future, and I think Today was an amazing discussion with Nick Lebrano, one of my close friends, and a huge shout out to him. Thank you for coming on the show. Again, 
make sure if you don't know what's going to happen in the future or you're worried about what's going to happen in the future, just take a couple of deep breaths, relax. It's going to be okay. The, the worst thing we can do is keep thinking about it and keep creating false narratives about the future. Before we close, guys, I just want to give a couple of quick shout outs. One to our music producer who's created the intro and outro music for this podcast, who his name is Xander Windsor. I'm going to link his Instagram below. Big shout out to him because his music is amazing and we use it for the intro and outro of this podcast. There's also another quick shout out and big thank you to Nick Lebrano who came on the show and had this amazing discussion. Uh, a couple of quick reminders before we leave, guys, please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's on Spotify or iTunes podcast, it really means a lot to us here at the Next Chapter podcast. And as well as another thing, we'll be coming out with another episode this Wednesday, so make sure to check that out. But for now, guys, take it easy and we'll see you guys later.